This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. So, uh, it's nice weather. Lovely, isn't it? I'm joining the nice weather group rather than the... Too hot, eh? I think it's too hot. Mm. Oh, I don't like the complainers. No, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm loving it. Mm. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's okay, nice. that's that out of the way. I've gone dressed today, Frank. Yes, you look lovely. Your summery. Is I do, don't I? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, of people dressing like it's summer. I put a winter dress on, and I feel like I shouldn't have put no, on like this Hessian number. Is yeah. that, that Robbie? <laughs> but I'm liking the whole Grace and Perry vibe on you. <laughs> Surprising. I'm naked. Mm. <laughs> yes, we but know. That's all right. We, I suppose we have to burn this office seat afterwards. <laughs> that's, that's, that was the agreement. I tell you what, I, I wore at the weekend something I don't think I've ever worn before in my life, a cream jacket. No. Ooh, Did you? Frankie. Cream with, um, with a sort of white lining. Oh, Frank. It's getting very 1950s New York waiter. And a slightly flamboyant um, lapel. Just a little bit broader than I'd normally go. I tell, I tell you what it looked like. It looked, do you ever used to watch the uh, the uh, softcore? Um, oh God! Emmanuel films in the nineteen seventies, and there used <laughs> yes. to be a sort of uh, he'd be a sort of an Italian man who'd say um, the secret of love, Emmanuel, is to share yourself with the universe, and he'd always wear like a cream jacket, and also um, you know those sort of. Uh, moccasin shoes but with no socks oh yeah people who do that yeah <laughs> and they wear like beads quite a tight like a beaded choker oh yeah that's, that's what I became films. Is that what you're yeah about? but I became one of those people the sort of person who might uh, <laughs> drive a convertible car <laughs> but I was moaning about this really I'm, I've got a bit concerned just lately that um, I've, I've sold out you sold out. Yeah, you know. Oh, I could have told you that By years wearing ago. a cream jacket. Yeah. Oh no, I would. I, I was worried about it from a different angle. I don't take this the wrong way, but I think um, cream trousers for a man of your years—they're a high risk. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, even. But a cream jackets. I wouldn't just, even think about. The cream problem trousers. would just be like if you, you did you put a napkin around it when you <laughs> ate lunch? Did you? <laughs> Did you do the full tiny? Because you could easily get tomato sauce or no, I just had, or something. I just had cream for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you can go on the, the all white safe. Well, I've been on the all white diet. That's what you needed. I'll tell is you about it afterwards. Right? Yeah. Okay. I think often well, when you've had your white. teeth whitened, you have to go on the all white diet for about forty-eight hours. Frank. I think wasn't Michael Barrymore on the all white? Diet? <laughs> <laughs> all white. Um, I, I had to explain that joke in case anyone read anything dark into it, which I didn't want them to do. The very, th- the very idea. I think uh, my baby Boz was on the uh, all white diet for about uh, seven or eight months. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I had these um, this jacket, and I was really fretting about it. We hadn't started filming yet because it was it was a TV show, mm-hmm. and uh, I was thinking, oh god, do I want to be seen? Do I want to? When I want to watch this back, do I want to be thinking, oh god? Man in cream jacket. And I, I was saying to people who worked on the crew, who were like masculine types who weren't interested, do you think I look like Julio Inglésio? <laughs> what did they say? Um, they were, well, they weren't that interested. And then someone said, look, I think you're making a big fuss about nothing. I turned around, it was Simon Weston. No. It's quite hard to come back on that line. <laughs> Because in the general scale of things, a cream jacket is fairly minor. Did he tick you off? He did, yeah. Good for him. He did. 
It, is, like, it is hard to know how to respond to that. Yeah, because, you know, he's obviously... He, compared to some things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and he... he um, he, he really did slap me down. So after that, I just wore the jacket and kept my mouth shut. Good for him. He must almost see that as a civic duty of his, that he can give people those... Yes. Yeah, exactly. He can dispense those... In, in context. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Good on him. <laughs> He's a professional contextualiser. <laughs> I know he gave yeah. me his card. <laughs> wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be great? It said in brackets, text the edges. Of the seemingly important <laughs> things in life. <laughs> what a brilliant job to have. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm doing a an arts program at the moment. Sell out. I know. Is that, is that what you think is indicative of your selling well, out? I'm, sort of doing prese- I'm presenting. I, 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 no, I'm enjoying the actual experience. It, it's uh, it's the portrait artist of the year. So I'm watching people paint. Yeah, famous people. That doesn't sound I'm watching, like selling out. It's brilliant watching somebody paint. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm. But um, the cream jacket. It's a different. Depends thing. who's doing the painting. Some some I'm not so sure about. Well, anyway, some yeah. of the painting you see is uh, the actual artists who come on and are competing are all brilliant. Mm. But there's right. all sorts of extra things, extra art type things. For example, my portrait was done uh, this week. In, was um, this was I was in uh, Cardiff on Sunday doing this show. Uh, it, it was done in Marmite on a hundred and forty-four pieces of toast. Was it? Yum. So the, the toast laid out, and then the marmite is it, like a big jigsaw. That would have given you quite a gristly complexion. It seemed to work quite well. Oh, okay. And I was talking to the the guy, the artist, and he was saying that um, I said, "Do you um, you could spray it? You could scotch guard it mm. after, mm-hmm. and um, and then it would, I presume, keep forever, or kill the pigeons. You could area. just keep it in a card index box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like a CD holder, and it is my works of art, and they're just a toast in a CD. Oh, yeah. But no. He said, "No, I live near a, a field with uh, horses in it, so I give it, I give it to the horses." And the, he said, "Vitamin D in uh, marmite is quite good for their bones." Oh, yeah. Probably true, but um, 144 slices of white bread, yeah, mm. good for a horse. No. And also, he had, he'd done a portrait of Catherine Jenkins on toast. Had he? How was that? Goat's blood, he used. <laughs> <laughs> no, he used um, Nutella. Because she's very sweet, sweet, is what he said. Right. But I thought, if he gives that to the horse, did we not recently have a text saying that um, chocolate... Yeah. Apparently, chocolate is so bad that um, a a whisper van went past a field with horses in and six of them died. (laughs) (laughs) That's how bad it is. So so he does people, and it kind of... It's supposed to fit the... um, the person, oh, really? the medium. Mas- oh, so really? Catherine Jenkins was sweet, and you were Marmite because, because you either love me or you hate me. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. Did he, well, that, he, did told, he articulate that? Well, he, he told me that he'd done two other Marmite ones. Simon Cowell, right, in Marmite, he said because people love or hate him, and okay. the Queen, he said because Marmite's very British. Mm. So I, I'll, I'll, uh, I think I'll opt for the very British right. rather than loved or hated. You do love your country, just yeah. hated. <laughs> Um, what about if you said to me, and I've done it for you because you just hated. <laughs> <laughs> and he did uh, Fabio Capello in Bolognese sauce. Oh, did he? 
and uh, and I was trying to describe to someone he'd done one other thing, and it was a bloke who was on um, the only way is Essex, and then he was on the X Factor. Oh yes, and I was trying to remember his name. I got through Draylon. I said, which I, <laughs> I said Draylon, um, and then uh, Brian Eilon. I think by the time I'd reached Valor. They That's got right. it, but what it is gone, his name? By the time you reach for law, it's a very 70s dinner party. Yeah, what is the name of Ryland, I believe. Ryland. Yeah. Ryland. Even I, he's reached my... And what did he use? What medium did he use for Ryland? For Ryland. liver. He used... Hair gel. That's a guess. He used human excrement. Did he really? Which I thought was over the top. No, he didn't. He used... Um, he used a uh, spray tan. He used, which oh. was very clever. But looking back, like, it would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> but the horse, horse would have been outraged, obviously. I don't know how the horse got on with the spray tan, come to think about it. I think Catherine Jenkins was lucky with Nutella, really. Yeah. He should have used molasses to represent her black soul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I... Um, missed a trick. He did miss a trick on that one. And then I was uh, screen printed onto, uh, onto a bag. Are you OK? Oh. Yeah, well, she died. <laughs> she was very ill. <laughs> no, I was screen printed. We did it on her back for a laugh on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Me and three schoolboys took a uh, screen printing press out on, into public transport. You're such a Banksy. Um, now, the trouble is I now have a bag with my face on that says Team Frank. Sell out. Oh, can I have one of those? I might make that the it bag. Imagine I get that in the all the magazines. Bag. That would be great. Yeah, mm. but uh, the trouble is, I've, I've had this before, it, you can't really go around with your own merchandise. Oh. I once went out, it was raining, I grabbed an umbrella on the way out of the house, and when I put it up, it, it had the Frank Skinner show on it in big letters. <laughs> and I actually took it down and just got wet. Mm -hmm. I thought better to get wet than to walk I, around. I feel like that's a policy anyway. I'm anti the umbrella, but... Just yes. get wet. Just get wet with waterproof. Mm. Yeah, but then then you got a man walking along with an umbrella under his arm getting <laughs> wet. And people just think you've had a break there. <laughs> yeah, you're on your way to a fast food joint to shoot people. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, so. We haven't talked about... No, we haven't talked about this momentous week in British sporting history. Mm. I wouldn't have walked either. Oh, um, no, Andy Murray. Uh, yes. Andy Murray. I was, I was away, of course. I was in Cardiff. In your cream oh, did jacket. You, did you? Oh, your cream jacket. You were doing your Roger see, Federer impression, weren't you? I can you? imagine him in a, in a hotel room watching it with a cream jacquito. <laughs> a bit, little bit hot. Well, I wish I'd been in a hotel room. As it was, I was in the, uh, a back room at Cardiff City Hall. Um, Ryland... And there was... Um, His excrement. There was uh, me, Simon Weston, Gavin Henson, Sue Tilly, who was Lucian Freud's um, main model, mm. and a bunch of about six other people, um, all gathered around watching, watching the end of the final on an iPhone. Wow. Really? Yeah, I've it never was a one of those little teddies. <laughs> even when I went to Buckingham Palace, and I remember there was a football match on, they provided us with a little telly. An iPhone is a little telly. Oh. It's rubbish, though, that. It's very little, though. I, did, I felt like it was... Like if Gulliver had travelled with his extended family. <laughs> it was like that. We were all hunched round watching this tiny thing. And mainly, mainly it was listening. Mm -hmm. I still thought Judy looked attractive, even in the tiniest of screens. 
Yeah, did you? Good. Yeah. He nearly forgot to give her a kiss, didn't he? When he that was there. that was outrageous. I'm not sure it was though, because I think I may have told you this before. One of my um, teenage pranks that I used to do was uh, <laughs> play five aside once a week or twice a week, and then when I came back all mm. sweaty, I would say to my mum, "Oh, I love you, mum. Give us a cuddle." And then when she gave me a cuddle. I would slightly push her head into my armpit <laughs> <laughs> after playing sport, really oh. sweaty and smelly, and uh, and I think Andy Murray probably went through That's a phase of doing the exact. Thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I think he went through a phase of doing the exact same oh, thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you not it's hear about the flannel a few weeks ago? <laughs> oh, when, no, he, when he won and ran up, I think she hid behind a chair in case she got the old. Do you know sweat. what I think? I analysed that box very deeply. <laughs> I love the action. I love the royal box action. I might have watched it about 14 times. I've played it back. Really? Well, what I noticed. So Lendl got the big embrace. Yeah. He got the big and mm. fair enough. He's put the hours in. Kim. Mm, bit shortchanged, I felt. A lot of women around the country, I feel, would have felt similarly. Oh, a peck no, on the not... cheek. That's her big Martine McCutcheon moment. I want more than a peck on the cheek. He's not already planning an upgrade, is he? This is what happens, isn't it, when people <laughs> get a couple of trophies. Oh, it's, it's all gone a bit poor Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I just, but I didn't like it. But the mum wasn't even in the family and friends box. I know, that was awkward. How can that be? She's been there since the beginning. How many times have you seen her shouting, come on? I know. Lost count. And as for Simon Fuller, I think that's one of those rare examples where hair loss is preferable because Mm. the colour's not good. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't have got to see this detail on your HD, Gavin Henson's HD screen. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I, I don't know if it was Gavin's. He was. He just had short sun at the time, so... It, he's got a good body, we hasn't man he, looking at him. He's got a fantastic body. I sat in, in, the, in the shade of his breasts, of his muscular <laughs> breasts, because it was a hot day. In your cream jacket. They wouldn't call them breasts. <laughs> what, do you call, what do you call those front breasts man boobs man. no no man, man boobs is when it's gone wrong he's, oh, he's what look like they would look like they made out pecs. of granite oh, pecs yeah. pectorals yeah pecs. Are they, they're the ones at the front yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah that's it I sat under his um, peck sheltering oh <laughs> lovely little umbrella yeah he was uh, he is he's, uh, he's a magnificent specimen and not a hair on him uh, mm. I don't like that Huh? I prefer a hairy man. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. He fell out of a tree, I think. Did he fall out of a tree? Is that him? That was, now that was Duncan Goodyear. Somebody fell out of a tree and all their hair fell out. Yeah, that's Duncan Goodyear. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't there. Why well, have we sorted out that piece of <laughs> 80s gossip? Have I cleared up that he wasn't there? <laughs> yes. I'm glad he wasn't there, because that would have confused... No, that, actually, that's ta- imagine watching table tennis with Duncan Goodyear. <laughs> That'd be odd. <laughs> Frank, presumably, if you're all crouched round Gavin Henson's screen... Yes. ...then... We don't know that it was Gavin Henson, but no, I, I like think, the idea. I don't think it was Gavin. Oh, I wish it was, because he's my best-looking one. Mm. Um, I do like... I, I do hope you got to hear some of the commentary. Did you not? Um, yeah, that was... Yeah. We could hear it. The sound was good. It was a bit hard to pick out the d- details. Did you, then? Did you hear Boris Becker say... I think it was championship game, as they call it. He began it by saying, let's do this now. <laughs> like the Terminator. It was it? brilliant. I'm surprised they let him work on children's television, saying stuff like that. Mm. Isn't he in the broom cupboard? <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I tell you what, something I've really shocked me this year is when it got hot, there's something uh, 
about the ball boys holding umbrellas over the, oh, yeah. the oh, players yeah. when they sit in the chairs. It's like it's like the golden days of the rock. <laughs> it does feel a bit like the it Empire is. or something. There is something about Wimbledon. It's so middle class. Yes. It's all right for people to, to hold umbrellas over yeah. other people because they're of higher status. Mm. I thought they'd have brought in a punker waller. <laughs> Can't cool them down a oh, little. Oh, yeah, Chai Waller's my favourite. But, I don't um, know what you two are talking about now. Are these the big feathers? <laughs> yeah, you know when they pull oh, that yeah. thing on a oh, yeah. string? Do you not remember the Raj? So they've <laughs> I certainly do. I'll tell you, talk about this being hot. I remember it. 52 degrees. We are having high tiffing and I still had my red <laughs> tunic buttoned to the throat. <laughs> oh, God. We're in lie corner again. It I love was, lie corner. Uh, it was... Uh, it was special times. So, you know, I also noticed why. When did tennis players become friends with celebrities? That's oh, quite yeah, recent. A lot of that. You used that? to look to that box, and there'd be some old Eastern European man in the Duchess of Kent, <laughs> if you were lucky. Rod, Rod, yeah. Rod Laver. <laughs> Rod Laver is all. I think Rod. You know, you you won a couple yeah. of times in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Does that give you a ticket for life? Yeah, I think. But it that's might. all it was, Frank. John, a bit of John Lloyd, a bit of Virginia Wade. That I cut runneth over if we saw those two. Yeah. Now it's movie stars. Yeah. Cliff, Cliff Richard. Cliff off, off. Yeah, but he was the star turn. He couldn't get arrested now. Yeah. Um, well, you say that. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't put money against it um, in the current climate. Um, Anne Hayden Jones was a regular there. Oh, was she one of the OIC brigade? She was, wasn't she? Uh, no, Anna Aiden Jones won it, but she's uh, she's a West Brom fan. Do you know who I miss? Sir Alan Mills, who was, I believe oh, yeah. he was head of the All England Club. No, I don't yeah. remember him. You just hear him every year once a year, say, and here's Sir Alan Mills. <laughs> and he'd give the trophies and that was it. You'd never see him for a year. Do you know Sir Alan Mills? No. No, thanks for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some pep, some black pepper I could do with <laughs> working over. <laughs> Um, and did you read that um, Djokovic had a big uh, charity dinner as well? I wonder where that was going. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, he had some. It not This is not the one where they... There was one where Judy uh, Murray mm. looked absolute... Did you see she was in like a sparkly... That might have been the player's... Sparkly silver dress. The champion's... It, champ- was, it looked like a shattered windscreen. She did look nice. She scrubbed up well. But she looked very nice. But there was a massive charity um, mm. do, wasn't there? Yeah, Naomi Campbell was there. Duchess of York, Goldie Horn, Kate Hudson. Blimey. Guess who else was there? Uh, me! <laughs> me! <laughs> really like guess. That was going to be me! my guess. Me! <laughs> you were at the... Um, I was there. Quiet. Oh, quiet. I've told everyone. That's all I've talked about. Oh, think you was there. Um, my favourite royals now, by a mile. Oh, Beatrice and Eugenie. Beatrice and Eugenie. Yes. They're just brilliant. Someone was telling me indiscreetly that they often um, get drunk and play table tennis through the night in their underwear. Really? Um, yeah. So you've chosen to broadcast that bit of discreet listening, listening to King Toby albums. Is that right? They're dub crazy. Oh. Well, I need to talk to you about this evening because it okay. was quite extraordinary. And when I arrived, I, mean, I, was ex- I was very excited to be invited. I went with Jonathan Ross who I may have may not have mentioned is a friend of mine. Well, I, think you, I think you brought it a couple of times. <laughs> I arrived and um, I was just happy to be there. And then I got introduced to Djokovic's girlfriend, charming, Yelena, new friend oh, of yeah, mine. Oh, yeah, I've seen her. She's, she's pretty. I said, it's lovely to meet you. We'll see you um, after the dinner. She said, oh, no, you are sitting with me and Novak. No Wow. Way. God, that's what happens when you uh, when you lose, of course. A lot of people, <laughs> lot of people pull out the last minute. <laughs> 
we'll Frank, come, we'll I was the lone muggle. Yeah, we'll come. We'll come back to this. I'm. Uh, I'm fascinated to say the least. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're at the. Um, What's he called? What's his first name? Djokovic. Novak, Novak Djokovic yeah. charity event. Yeah, the Novak Djokovic Foundation, I believe it is. Oh, he's got his own makeup range. I'm at the table. I get to my table. I mean, we're talking seat 1A on a BA flight. Yeah. I've done well for myself. Despite all these celebrities, um, Jonathan's done me proud, in but fairness. That's br- How big was the table? Um, there's only about eight of us. Wow, and you're on the... You're wow. on so I sit down. On my right, Richard Branson. Goodness. This is the producer of Gosp. I heard that. I thought of all that free air travel. (laughs) Um, Sam Branson, his son, on my left. Lovely man. Yeah. Lovely young man. Um, Djokovic. I'm I'm getting excited that Kate Winslet might be there, but... Djokovic. Yeah. Yelena, his girlfriend. Uh, Gerard Butler, on our table. Jeremy Piven. Who's he? I don't know. Don't know who that is. Mr Selfridge. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I never saw that. Okay, he's in. What else? In Entourage, he's in. He's uh, in Entourage, yeah. The player. Oh, I never saw that. The player. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Sam Branson says to me, We've all got those little, they're called Plasma. You know those <clears throat> name cards? Plasma. It's called Plasma. Brilliant. Plasma. Sam Branson is the son of Richard Branson. The insanely good looking son. And he's there oh. with his wife, Isabella oh, Calthorpe. Oh, that's a shame. And. Because um, Richard Branson's a bit um, Keith Lemon, isn't he, in appearance? Well, he looks good, actually. For his, he's still got it. So does Keith Lemon. I would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Sam Branson had seen my plasma, and he starts talking to me, and he says, um, "So how's how's the radio show going?" No, I couldn't believe it. I thought I don't mean to be rude to our listeners, but he doesn't strike me as our demographic. That isn't that smartphone in the gents' was... toilet? Though he's, he's googled you as well. Sure. Oh yeah, um, he has actually. Okay. Because he said immediately. I said, I, I said, do you listen to our show? And he said, look, I, I googled you. He oh, said, good. I saw, I saw the plasma. I wish he hadn't said. I wish he'd have said, and you were brilliant. You got the triffids. <laughs> yeah. I told Richard what he'd done. I said, you've got a very well brought up son. He's googled me. He said, oh, I might start trying that. So anyway, I had a conversation with Richard. <laughs> Finger on the pulse, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> and we did discuss you, because we talked about the radio show. Yes. Big fan of yours, Frank. Who, Richard Branson? Yes, he thinks you're great. He said, I haven't seen you for years. I haven't oh. seen him for years. Oh. <laughs> he's not got a telly. <laughs> oh, no, he's got a telly. Oh. Oh. So then I told him about Buzz. He was very excited because, of course, I said, well, he's named after Buzz Aldrin. He said, Buzz Aldrin? Well, then the Space Association. Oh, yeah. And this might or might not be the point to tell you that I think I might have arranged (laughs) for you to go on the first space flight. (laughs) I only... That would be good. I only found... It's not what you know in this business. (laughs) (laughs) I only found out afterwards it cost £200,000. Yes. Sorry about that. What do you mean I have to pay? Yeah, you have to pay. Oh, I think we have a mis- basic misunderstanding there. <laughs> I thought I was going to be on Novak Djokovic's space table. <laughs> no, but they had an auction, Frank. One of the prizes, celebrity auction, one of the prizes was um, a tennis match with Djokovic. Private tennis match. I don't know if it was at his house. You'd want it private because you're not going to win. I mean, I know Murray beat him, but... No, he'd do. It'd be like the old, you know, when you play the cricketers and they bowl under arm. It'd be like that, oh, wouldn't it? Yeah. If you play left-handed or something, he'd probably still be like Ronnie O'Sullivan. <laughs> a week on a yacht with Goldie Horn and Kate Hudson. Oh, 
I'm a before and after. <laughs> <laughs> I always sit that whenever I, I think, don't get photographed together, for God's sake. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's belt buckle. That was also one of the lots being auctioned, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought it was a, a, a new pod <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? I, uh, did, I was in Sylvester Stallone's belt buckle the other night, and Steve was in there. Times it open. <laughs> <laughs> Early. I bet, um, that's, I bet that's been loosened a little over the years. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, we we had an email in during the week. I thought I could uh, sashay quickly onto email corner. Um, morning, Frank. Just to say, could you ask the man sat next to me on the train listening to your radio show so loudly I can hear every word you say <laughs> to turn it down, please, all caps, <laughs> uh, or just reduce the amount of symbols you need to use before 7.30 in the morning? <laughs> Is he supplementing us with percussion? I think he is. <laughs> so, good morning, I'm Frank Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> that would put anyone off. It? I mean, he spelled it S-Y, so I think maybe it's... Like, do you think we were doing symbolic <laughs> chats that, that I, he was playing I, I, I on the I did that 40-minute William Blake poem. Yes, he did. <laughs> what does he mean by that? I don't know. Reduce the symbols. Reduce the amount of symbols you need to use. Do you think? We were, were what we, does he mean? Were we being allegorical that day? Was it? Maybe, is it a poem or a tech or a email? <laughs> oh, it's a haiku. I'm sorry. Oh well, that, uh, that puts a whole new light on. And the end says it was a nice day because they always mention the weather, don't they? The haiku or seasonal. So is this person? Uh, what's he listening to it on? A, a ghetto blaster? <laughs> he must be what an on? Oh no, the man near him. Yeah. What happened to the ghetto? That was great. Oh, I used to love it? those. Yeah. You always said your phones. shoulders weren't big enough for those. You said that in our um, Sony acceptance speech. Oh, did that really? They were I remember oh, exactly what you days. said because I've watched it a number of times on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Do you watch it every year when no, the Sony's come off? Every day, pretty much. Oh, now you've mentioned the Sony's. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You know, we read that email that said, um, you know, reduce the amount of symbols you need to use before 7.30 in the morning. Oh, We're yeah. all confused. Someone's texted saying he meant decibels and he's capitalised decibels um, but I just picked up my uh, popular phone and tried to misspell oh, I tried to very, misspell. Coy, very coy of you I nearly said you know the Apple iPhone but uh, I thought for some reason I'd better not no. anyway uh, I've tried to misspell decibels and get symbols ten times and nine times I got decibels because it auto corrects it to decibels and once I got sesibels <laughs> that was the nearest sesibels that's that the nearest I got to symbols why does it some of the guesses they make meant, he meant decibels they make stupid guesses like I'm going to say oh yeah uh, it was nearly onions last Thursday <laughs> no, obviously I didn't say that why would you think I'd said that I don't like it when it stores previously used vocabulary, though. Oh, I don't mind it that. It gives me a dark insight into my world. means I don't have to teach world. you to swear again and again. <laughs> um, I, um, yeah, did like you mean... No, let's leave it there. <laughs> but I don't think he did mean decibels by the sound. No, I don't think he... I think it was symbolism. I think it was about our uh, wide and varied allegories and symbols. Yeah, but to be fair, what Anon is saying, he only objects to the use of symbols prior to 7.30 in the morning. Well, yeah, of course. After that, he's fine with it. Well, Anon has... He's written a lot of the most important <laughs> philosophical things in history, hasn't he, Anon? 
Yeah. It's the same yeah. guy, isn't it? Is it not the he same write, guy? He writes me quite a lot of letters, which I think, uh, well, I'd describe as disparaging. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I do think is disparaging. I need to mm. speak to you about punctuality now. What? Mm. How dare you? As you know, I am a big fan of Lombardi time, <laughs> uh, which is if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. Mm. Yes. Have you seen, not, I mean, earlier this year we had Justin Bieber turning up when he was doing the O2, was it an hour? Yeah. Or, Rihanna kept people that had paid £500 a ticket three hours for one of her shows. I mean, it's her own show. Yeah. And some of the tickets are cost a monkey. That's that's no joke. I imagine that... There's only Bieber there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I imagine that Rihanna takes quite a long time to get undressed for a show. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's true, Frank. And to be fair, Bieber hasn't got that fallback... How long does it take to put on a baseball cap the wrong way round? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's when you really don't want to fall back. <laughs> I no, suppose it, it would work if you did, if you did um, mm. unless you fell on the ape. And he doesn't even, uh, doesn't even pull his tracky bottoms fully up, so he'd, he'd be dressed really quick, wouldn't he? There's yeah. no excuse. The, the, the pair of them, they can't, they can't keep it in. What do you mean? They're, cl- they're, they're constantly oh. exposing themselves. Yeah. I wish Rihanna would think, you know what, I've got a nice voice. I've got talent. I tell you what, I'm going to wear jeans and a t-shirt and a nice chunky cardigan in future because I don't need, I don't need all this. I don't need to, you know, to to, to show myself you want off. You Rihanna in a chunky cardigan. Yeah, I think I agree with Frank. <laughs> yeah, let's. Oh, let, I do. What's she doesn't need. You she doesn't need. You know, do you know what she needs? More confidence. All right, squares. <laughs> she needs more confidence in her material, Frank, doesn't she? Yeah, if she was. Um, if she was on the only way is Essex, you, you know, you've got to have some sympathy with those people. They have to, they have to get it out, you know, to get in the papers and respect. Oh, fair, you know, they're making a living and fair play. But that's their job. Rihanna mm-hmm. don't need it. Yeah, I'm 100 percent with you, Frank. Anyway, I, agree. I, I think Rihanna should join Fairport Convention. I think it'd be really good oh, if she wore well, a well, chunky I have, jumper. I have close personal friends in Fairport Convention, <laughs> so I can. If she needs anyone to put a word in, I should have told you that. Yes. <laughs> They, all they've got to do is knit those sweaters with a bit of a looser. So there's a little, <laughs> little flicker of lacy brassier, shall we? This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We were talking about Rihanna's tardiness. Oh, yeah. She needs to... Uh... Didn't know she was a time lord. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, what was she, two hours late? Three. Three. That is... Three hours late to what the What were the people Kiki? doing? I think um, I think probably what there. I was doing in the 90s, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's a possible. Was it in Monaco, did you say? Mm. Oh, I bet Bianca Jagger was there, Roger Moore. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, they both big that, that lot. Mm. Yeah. Yes. But you see, I find on this show, we tend to... I'm the latecomer of the group. Frank's always first. Mm. Mr Punctual you say Mr Radio I say Mr Punctual Cockcrawl I don't know what happens I don't want to know what happens before I arrive I'm assuming Cockcrawl's <laughs> second uh, yeah I was first today but, you were first. Uh, but generally let's be honest it's always funny yeah. and then me yes and because I like people to get the full impact of my outfit there is, that is going <laughs> through my head a bit is I make really? an entrance do you think that's what Rihanna does as well yeah I'm sure that's what Rihanna does <laughs> <laughs> Billy Joel told me, and he's a bit of an expert on it. He's known as he's known as the Rihanna man. <laughs> oh. No, I mean it's, she's all about the outfits, mm-hmm. and so is Rihanna. Mm. 
So, Do you not like a latecomer to a gig then? That's, but does that throw you? Well, I was doing a gig this week at the Soho Theatre. Mm. And um, we had a latecomer um, arrive at 40 minutes into the show. No. The show lasts about an hour and ten. And hour you know and what? Quarter. You told your manager what time it started. He knew that. <laughs> no. Yeah. But um, what happened is when he didn't just come in, but he turned up, they wouldn't let him in. He texted his mum, who was in the gig. Wow. She went out and brought him back in. How old was this person? Four. <laughs> he needed his mum. No, I don't know. And I said, um, I mentioned his tardiness, and he said, mm. oh, I'm on Jamaica time. Oh. And I said, no, she went of her own accord. Yeah. <laughs> Got nothing. Tough crowd. Yeah. Oh, God. But it's... Uh, I, I I found it a bit. I suppose it's the television uh, generation where you you know you'll turn into a show for the last twenty minutes or something. Yeah, but yeah. but not when you do that. Someone doesn't first say you can't watch the rest of this, and you demand to be allowed to watch the rest of it. That just seems rudeness to me. I, I wasn't that bothered, really. Yeah, Are you not. Because I it depends on what room you're in at the Soho Theatre as well. well it's tiny. It's, it's it's I think it's ninety. Oh, the studio. Yeah. Well, that is a difficult room to arrive late into as well, because it's a fire door that they walk through, and they walk pretty much onto the stage. Yeah, onto so. the stage. Yeah, I've done that before. So if you're in the middle of it's a It's a bit... terrifying. I looked up and there was suddenly there was a figure. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was... Um... Is that a quote? Um, it's it's something I had uh, I heard Jerry Lee Lewis say once. He was on stage and a woman jumped on stage to hog him and he sort of punched her in the face, <laughs> but in an instinctive, defensive way. And he said, oh, sorry about that, I thought it was my ex-wife. Um, which I thought was uh, rather fine. I walked on stage once when I was late. It was an Edinburgh Fringe Festival production of Tommy... Uh-huh. And he was, it was in a school so gym. At, at least he wouldn't have seen you. <laughs> he was singing. It was Tommy, Can You See Me? At the point that I walked in. And he was hanging Isn't from Tommy, the, Can You Hear Me? A, no, it's all three, because it's the five uh-huh. senses, darling. What's the third one? Tommy, Can You See Me? Tommy, Can You Hear Me? Tommy, Can You Feel Me? Tommy, Can You Smell Me? <laughs> no, it doesn't say Tommy, <laughs> Can You Smell Me? You all the five senses. Tommy, Can You Touch Me? <laughs> you, see, you see, Emmanuel, uh, hmm. love is all about. Sorry, I must have just took my cream jacket off. Oh, that cream jacket. Whoa, cream jacket. (laughs) Yeah, I am. It reminded me of when I used to go to the cinema as a youth, in my er in, well, as a child, I suppose. That you, what they used to do in those days is that you could go in and watch the film, and people would often come into the film mm. half an hour late, oh, yeah. and then they'd stay and watch the first half hour. Afterwards, you just stayed in and watched the beginning of it, oh. and then you put, then you sort of, you know, put them two wow. and two together. Oh, so she, so she started off in Kansas. <laughs> Used to be at PayPal saying stuff like that. So did the guy that was late for your gig come and see the opening 40 minutes the next night? That would have been good. I hope so, because I run my gigs as a serial, so I always, <laughs> I always end on a cliffhanger and I do the punchline beginning of the next gig, <laughs> just to encourage uh, people's constant attention. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. What about when I was two and a half hours late for a date? Wow. I was. You was? Mm. I was meeting Menno, my Dutch boyfriend. Oh, yeah. I say boyfriend, I'd met him the night before. Yeah. And things had gone well. When you say Menno, I thought that was just the plural. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, that was part two of the holiday. Okay. This was Menno from Delft. And from where? Delft. Oh, I don't know Delft. In Holland, actually. Okay. And um, Do they have a signature cheese? No, but they have a couple of signature artists. Vermeer, I believe, is from Delft. Well. And I don't know. Text in if that's correct. It's good oh, text in for text us. Him. It was Vermeer from Delft. <laughs> but, yeah, I was two and a half hours late, Frank. And, I, and it was pre-mobiles. And do you know what? Oh. Menno from Delft was still waiting at Patches Nightclub for me. Desperate. Oh, having a laugh. No. He was Desperate. standing there. Calvin Klein underpants over the jeans. Yeah, what? Um, well, when I say over, you know, the bit they were showing. Oh, they were oh quite man, high was not no. <laughs> no. No, he wasn't funny. He thought, well, these are, these are dirty now. I'm going to put the jeans underneath. <laughs> Bandana tied round the head. Wow, we. That, right. the, see, I never wear a, a bandana in a nightclub. No. I'll tell you for why. Because I often used to lean against because posts. Because you look ridiculous. <laughs> no, but I always leaned against posts. And if you if you would redo your bit bandana and you tie it round the back of the post, you make a right fool of yourself. <laughs> Did he know anybody else in this country? Is that why you just I thought you were going to ask a very a personal hours? wrong question then. No, no. Did he know anybody else? Uh, we weren't in this country. Oh, I see. We were in uh, Bodrum in Turkey. Oh, right. so he was my boyfriend anybody. for about f- four days. Okay. <laughs> four, he, point, four point two days. Can I ask, did you feel any anxiety <laughs> about the fact that he was waiting for you for those two and a half uh, Dr. hours? Dr Anthony Clare? Um, no. Really? Because I knew I was going to look good when I turned up. It was worth it. Oh, that's the difference, isn't it? Mm. So I was meeting someone I remember on uh, New Year's Day at one o'clock in Langley Park Shed. And um, oh. it's, it's a different lovely, upbringing. Arrange- lovely arrangement. <laughs> it's a different upbringing that me and uh, Emily have had. And my dad said, "Do you what are you doing?" I said, "I've just got to meet someone at one o'clock." He said, "Well, it, you know, it's only it's ten past twelve. Do you fancy coming in the uh, the two brewers for a pint?" And I said, "Oh, okay." Mm. So uh, I woke up about nine o'clock that night. <laughs> oh God! He'd been thrown. We'd both been thrown out. It yeah. Was, uh, yeah, I never did. Uh, she never spoke to me again. Every cloud. Because I, I find that if someone's waiting for me and I'm late, I get quite anxious about them. I get anxiety oh, yeah, I do. about I do, but n- not when I've had 11 pints a mile. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> anxiety is not really an option. I think on that story, <laughs> slightly different rules apply. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to lateness, I've actually had anxiety dreams wherein I am late in the dream. Mm. And I think it's partly that... I'm a bit insomniac sometimes, and I think it's because I get to sleep late, and so I'm starting thinking I'm already late to sleep, and then it sort of pervades my actual sleep. Mm. Is that weird? <laughs> You're all looking well, at me like I'm really weird. No, right? it's, I'll tell you what, it's done wonders for my insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Someone's tummy rumbled. That was mine, yeah. That's oh. mine. I love the way... You know what he did, Frank? Cake. He leant away from the mic in a very professionally gnarly way. I didn't know that it was going to happen. I just, <laughs> I'm pleased that that happened. I don't think my Please, it's rumbled. the nicest thing I've heard all week. Please, my stomach don't. never rumbles anymore. Not I know. I'd say since, say, 2004 was the last time. Mm-hmm. Really? I'll, I'll check the journal. Mm. I don't think so. Love a tummy rumble. I saw um, a man yesterday, a man in a suit, go into a phone box, and I sort of, I sort of forgot they were still operational. Who came out though? What outfit did he have? Grayson <laughs> <Mason> Perry. <laughs> yeah, but who still uses phone boxes other than to urinate? 
Well, people... Well, exactly. Yeah, I think it's the, the criminal underclass. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. People still advertise it now. I mean, there's, there's very little audience. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, email corner, I feel, Frank. Do you, do you, want, do you want the uh, jingle? I Nick? do, actually. Thanks okay. very much for asking. Yeah, all together now at home. Punjab. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Frank and the gang. Short time listener, first time writer. Hmm? I was listening to last week's podcast in the gym, uh-huh. happily peddling away. The cockerel then took me by surprise. Not in the gym. And how? You see, I was peddling away in Ramsbottom Gym. The other people in the gym hopefully didn't note my glee and excitement at whatever was playing on the radio, and I braced myself for what Alan thought of the lovely town where I grew up and am still partially local to, and my parents own a shop there. However, I had no such luck as Emily insisted that her meeting with a celebrity was more interesting. Oh, well, that was I can't very, imagine. Much, very much a one-off. Yeah. <laughs> and that didn't happen this week. Oh. <laughs> we, we, we could that have been. So please... Uh, jealous. So, want my life? So please, could you make up for this and ask Alan what he thought of our little town? Loving the show, Alex. Oh, well, if... Uh, I like this, the idea of this. Maybe you could do this every week. Sort of, what, you, could review, to, you could review a small northern town. <laughs> go to Ramsbottom. Well, it wouldn't be Ramsbottom. I like the idea of you travelling round. could be uh, anywhere. The North's your oyster. Yeah. Is that the title of this show, that we're going to do some travel yeah. log show where I go to places? Do you remember uh, Brian Johnston's Daniel Way? No, is he? It just so happens I have the, uh, the theme tune oh. here. So if you tell us about Ramsbottom, I'll give you a bit of Daniel Way. <laughs> Well, Ramsbottom's a uh, small place in Greater Manchester <laughs> where I had to visit, but I never actually went to Ramsbottom. I went to an adjacent sort of village to Ramsbottom. Um, I'm not sure this music is helping me concentrate. <laughs> Used to. Well, it was either that or Savile's Travels. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can see why we elected for this. It's fallen out of fame. <laughs> um, I think it's a great a piece of music. Thing. It was a great show, can I say, um, oh, Brian it? Johnson's Daniel Wayne. He used to go mm. to a little town and, and he used to say, I'm with them! I'm with them, George Bradshaw. And now, George, you um, you make wooden horses. And it was it was, uh, it was fantastic. I don't remember it being this long, but it was... Uh, mm. Are we doing the rest of the show with it on? Is that the plan? <laughs> I, I think we should just permanently have it on a ghetto blaster when we walk around. <laughs> How many symbols? It was uh, it was a kind of a weird thing for me. I don't know if other people have this in their lives, but I felt displaced that day because my car had a problem a couple of weeks ago, which is when I'd been in Ramsbottom. Uh, no, I'd gone to Ramsbottom to get it fixed. Mm. And so I ended up in this strange conversation with a car garage saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to come and bring it. How long will the thing take? And they were like, well, I don't know. And I went, OK, well, what can I do while I'm there? <laughs> Are there any shops or anything? Because it's the countryside. There's nothing... And he went, oh, you could walk up to the to the village. And in the end, I dropped the car off and walked up to a bakery. There was no cafe. There was nothing. I walked to a bakery, bought some baked goods and mm. ate them in a children's play park with a tea and then just sort of sat there until they said, yeah, you can come back now. It was really displacing. Is that... <laughs> I think that's the perfect music. <laughs> and then when I went back there, they, um, they bombarded me with three-letter acronyms because they said, "Oh, your car's had DPF 
problems. What's no, that? DPF. Oh. That could be today's texting. What's a DPF? Uh, no. Okay, D- well, D- let, oh, what should we do that? Because good, no, genuinely. Is, is that what we're going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I've just guessed what it is, DPF. Go on. Go on. Well, I don't know if it's right, so well, I might... That's what li- guesses I'm, are. Go on. Uh, deep personal foundation. Yes. <laughs> he okay. said your deep personal foundation. There's a deep, there's a deep the purple fan in the booth. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, we were running a text in, which uh, was uh, I was against it. Well, yeah. He yeah. just did it. He just did it spontaneously. I didn't. I didn't do that. I did, it was. He uh, went rogue on a, on my car. What is uh, DPF? What, did, what does DPF stand for? And um, we because had, it went. We established your DPF went. Oh yeah, I had problems with the DPF. Um, a diesel particulate filter. Suffer with it oh. myself, says Beth, long-time listener. Um, Sorry to hear that. That's not the only yeah. one. There's quite a no, few people many. have texted in. Turns out it's a part of a car that's not that great. I don't think. But the mechanic said to me, "Yeah, yeah." Um, well, my own mechanic, firstly, had said, I've cleaned out your EGR because it was all, it was all What's clogged that, Frank? up with stuff. EGR, I don't know. EGR, and then he said, if it is a DPF problem, that's expensive. So that was why I had to go to Ramsbottom about the DPF. They said, oh, yeah. we can we can have a go at a regeneration and uh, if you do that. And then another guy said, well, I can... I can fix it and just tell your ECU that it's not oh, using blimey. the deep Honestly, I'm not even exaggerating. This is what it was like. I like ECU. And I in the end, when he started... Euro- was, European Citizens Union. He started talking <laughs> about the exhaust and I said, do you think that might be an SBD? Um, oh, you filthy old creep. <laughs> you really gave me a look there as if you hadn't worked it out. <laughs> SBD was one of my favourite three-letter acronyms as I a I remember that from school, but I really going yeah. to. Yeah. No. And when he said how much it was going to be, I went, YOLO, it's fine. Um, Good boy. (laughs) Good use of YOLO. YOLO, So I gave him my credit card and that was that. Um, But yeah, a lot, an awful lot. I was tempted to, you know, shake hands with him at the end and say no PDAs. There's loads of them. I mean, really loads. Is that to confuse the customer, do you think? No, I think it's just because they use those words all the time. So why say exhaustive? Gas regeneration mm. valve or whatever it is. What? But you say SBD. I say <laughs> SBD. <laughs> a, wor- a world without TLAs would be intolerable to me. So it much easier. It makes life so much easier. Yeah, but it does it though. Because some do. people then saying, "Well, what does that mean?" Well, that then that's their problem. That means that they've got um, uh, an ESB. What's an ESB? Educational speed bump. <laughs> oh, well, I... See, I get picked up by cars now and again, and my, my management company... So, someone from my management company will um, text me to see if the car's come. Oh, yeah. And I always text back POB, mm-hmm. which you often hear drivers say for... Person uh, on board. Pa- uh, or Have pa- you adopted pass- that about yourself? Passenger on board, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But drivers say that. We don't say that of yourself. No, I say it. And, and I got to the point where <laughs> it, instead of um, saying it, I, I had a, a, a picture on my iPhone of POB, the, uh-huh. the, the children's <laughs> character, and I just used to text that to the office. And I did that for months <laughs> before one of the women finally said... What is that like poppet thing you think? <laughs> no one, no one asked me what it meant. Uh, um, so, not. I, I think it confuses. Is what I think. Mm. We're still trying to get to the bottom of the man who, uh, who was moaning about the volume on the. Uh, well, you say the man. Let's give him his proper name. Anon. Anon. anon yeah, it could be a lady. Mm. Philosopher and uh, texter or emailer. Uh, just 
Well, I'll reread the email, see if we can okay. get to the bottom of it. Just to say, could you ask the man sat next to me on the train listening to your radio show so loudly I can hear every word you say to turn it down, please, all in caps, or just reduce the amount of symbols you need to use before 7.30 in the morning? I missed out on my morning snooze on the train and not happy. And for clarity, symbols is S-Y. Not, yes. Not symbols. Yeah, so there's been yes. some not, uh, raging controversy. <laughs> not that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think. As to what uh, he means, this character, well, this non-character. Well, we've been um, reprimanded, haven't we? Oh. Well, 657. Hi, Frank and team. He obviously means m- syllables, you muppets. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so let's try that sentence again with <laughs> syllables. <laughs> syllables. Um, just to say... Could you ask the man sat next to me on the train listening to your radio show so loudly I can hear every word you say to turn it down, please, or just reduce the amount of syllables you need to use before <laughs> seven thirty in the morning? We're yeah. such muppets. So I suppose if we did use like monosyllabic words, it would be a bit quieter, would it? <laughs> no, no, it no. wouldn't. No, no, I'm sorry, you muppet. <laughs> And while we're on the subject of correcting people that uh, need to be corrected, can I just say to the taxi driver who told me a week and a half ago that Andy Murray would not win Wimbledon and that Djokovic would? Um, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you told him. I'm really so glad. I'm really a, glad Andy heard Murray that, won. He's got it. I, mm. I've, I've, so long I've been saying to the naysayers, no, Murray's going to win several gla- Grand Slams, and now he. Now he has. The naysayers, that's what he calls the Yorkshire people. (laughs) (laughs) The naysayers sound like the sort of band our Keith would have been into. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Didn't Bob hear something from Sandy War about it? Well, Sandy War is one of the cleverest people I know. She often, if if there's something we're really puzzled by, Mm -hmm. Sandy will often stick her head around and have a vast knowledge about it. But her her idea, I thought, was quite good. You know those squares that you get when you turn the volume up on an iPod or something of that nature? Oh, yeah. That's what he means by the symbols. So use less symbols. Do you know what I mean? That the volume bars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't look at me like that if you know what I mean. Well, it look says at me turn like it down, wrong. please, or just reduce the amount of symbols. So that I think Sandy Wall could be right, not for the first time in her yeah, life. Yeah, but surely if he has turned it down, himself. he has reduced the yeah, amount. Yeah, of... yeah, it's... I think. Um, <laughs> I think it, it could possibly be um, a sort of an enigma code type of a thing that we have to crack. Mm. I think this is the beginning of a spicy thriller. Yeah, I'm. Uh, we're struggling. Anyway, we've got we've got another hour. Oh, they've switched off. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Um, I think we all know which debate has been raging this morning. Oh, my goodness. Syllables, symbols. Decibels. We will get well, decibels. Do you remember we got called a Muppet earlier today? A bunch of Muppets, I yeah, believe it was. Because uh, the man said that it, when this guy... In case you've just tuned in, um, <laughs> someone was saying that the guy next to him was listening to the show and it was too loud and he said, you know, less... Less symbols next time. S Y M B. Yeah. O L S. Yeah. So um, I uh, speculated that the bloke was actually, after every punchline on the show, going. <laughs> <laughs> which in three hours is seven, yeah. seven symbol strikes. Six, five, seven countered with, he obviously means syllables, you muppets. Yeah. You called him a muppet back. Yeah. And now. Um, I called him a muppet back. He's retaliated. <laughs> 
which is, you know, they're not even properly finished, the Muppet backs, because they're not seen on camera. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, oh, they're just any uh, sort of rough-textured material with, with the gap for the operator. And, and that's white, what... And, and that metal... You know, they have them on, like, metal sticks. Uh-huh. And that's the Muppet toy you got bought for Christmas if you watched ITV and not BBC One. Yes. Um, 657 has retaliated. Oh, he's... Oh. You thought he was on the ropes. He's not. He's no. back up in the ring. Less syllables, shorter words. Who's the Muppets now? <laughs> Can you read that one more time? Sure. Less syllables, shorter words. Who's the Muppets now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well, here's, here's the thought then, uh, 657. If we use less syllables and we add shorter words, that doesn't mean we would say less. It means we'd then have to use other words. Otherwise, say if it's a four-minute link, mm. we think, here's the thing, why don't we do shorter, less syllable, shorter words? We wouldn't get, like, a minute and a half from the end and think, well, we've said what we want to say, now let's just leave silence yeah. till the music comes on. We'd mm. do more words, wouldn't we? I think we would. I think you're correct. So Muppet it wouldn't be less Muppet. syllables. It'd be less... It would be more words. The yeah. same amount of syllables. far more tightly packed. I wonder if he means who'd, Roger Daltrey. Then maybe there's a Muppet tribute band. Who's the Muppets now? Oh, could be. You that, know. I'd, awesome. love, I'd love to see uh, a whole tribute band which were Muppets. Because <laughs> thing, I mean, I believe that um, the the drummer was based on Keith Moon. Really? Is that correct? Yes, yeah. Animal. Yes. Oh yeah, he's good. Mm. Uh, and I I worked with um, Ronnie Verrill. You've worked with him all. Who was the drum? Who who did all the drumming for Animal? Is that right? Yeah, he's a famous jazz oh, drummer. Lovely. That's excellent. I'm a bit worried about the Pete Townsend Muppet, but we'll, let's move on. <laughs> um, we also like, had a text. Also, can I ask a question? Why is Muppet an insult? Aren't the Muppets well-loved? I think they are. I think it predated Muppets. Do you the, think? Yeah, I think the insult. When did you first recall no. Muppet being used? OK, God. I don't think there was anything... Uh, before the Muppets, was <laughs> No, but you wouldn't say, oh, you moomin. No. You know what I mean? No. They're, they're much-loved um, characters. No. Yeah. Uh, you kitten. 336 <laughs> texted, Hi, lovely abs team, which I think is an abbreviation of absolute rather than that we've all got amazing six-packs. Yeah. Although, um, thank you for noticing. Abs. Yeah, thanks. Abs. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, oh, I don't have a, an amazing six-pack. Could anon... You muppet. Could anon mean what he or she actually said? Symbols, as in, like you said. No, but it's S-Y-M-B. Maybe they mean in the music or jingles. Just a thought. But they're just misspelled symbols. I see. Morning, team. If you were Muppets, which ones would you be? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a Right, you're defo animal. Or you might be that Grover one. Oh, no, he's Sesame I don't even Street. remember that one. Oh, oh yeah, he's Sesame yeah, Street. I'd probably be one of the pigs from Pigs in Space. Yeah. What, th- what about Cookie Monster for me? Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I like to think I'd be animal, but I think I'd probably be like whatever the boring, slightly timid Muppet is. If there the is Northern. One. If there is a the Northern. tight-fisted Northern Muppet. And now someone's <laughs> saying it's fewer syllables, you Muppets. That's a point we rejected making because we felt like it was pernickety and pedantic about the grammar. It's, you know, we know it's less syllables, but it's I, really I, I, fewer. i tell you something, for all the things that, that can get heated in our <laughs> Why doesn't the person who sent the original email come back and say, I'm terribly sorry, I meant uh, they volume? Not, they might not be even listening, they might be... No, they might not, they're probably deaf. If they knew what had happened... <laughs> 
the law the, the of trouble, unintended consequences. The trouble that they've caused, honestly. Mm. And I'm not talking about Archduke Ferdinand's uh, <laughs> assassin. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're uh, putting the Muppet debate to bed. Now. Yes. Let's move it's on. Let's all now. just move on. Mm. Uh, we've had an email in entitled Acronyms. Uh, Dear Frank and Co, I had a mate that I used to play tennis with who moved to Oz. I used to be, I think Oz means Australia, I don't think it's an acronym for It might mean Oz. I used to beat him all the time, but he won once the day before he left. Every text I received from him for a year had U-C-O-T at the end. I thought it was something to do with his Australian mobile, but actually it stood for... It stood for Undisputed Champion of Tennis. <laughs> He'd been trying to stick it to me for a year, but it had fallen on deaf ears slash eyes. I'm glad that he stopped with it, though. Yeah. he knew eventually. I, yeah. I wonder if he did ask or if he just had to tell him. Excellent. Mm. Anyway, I want, I want you to tell me, because I missed out on something last week, because I, I had to go to Cardiff. Yeah. And I was really... You know when someone says, oh, where would you like to come to? And, you, and you'd really love to, but mm-hmm. you've got, you're doing something else. He was well jealous. So, yeah. um, we got to go to the Rolling Stones. Mm, Daisy, producer, and I. Well, I noticed last week, I thought, I thought he was a bit upset because we were making arrangements for the evening and Daisy kept bringing... We were getting the GPS out, going, well, if I meet you, really rubbing it in, like it was an ex-girlfriend, oh, if I meet you later... Thanks, we've got to get on with the show now. <laughs> yeah, um, and I never say that. No, I know. You suddenly said, well, come on, we've got a show to do. <laughs> I mean, come on! <laughs> anyway, was it fantastic? It was beyond fantastic. It was... What is beyond fantastic? The Rolling Stones. OK. Because I tell you something... Well, the first thing's first. We got there, we were in the Golden Circle. Absolute really looked after us, I have to say. That's brilliant. Right. But we had to wander through... The Golden through... Circle, in case you don't know... Um, Absolute yes. staff um, walk around urinating <laughs> <laughs> on the grass, and no one can pass in or out of that circle unless they have an absolute uh, absolute card. But it's an old—I mean, it's an old-fashioned, primal even way of marking your territory. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It works. Yeah. To get to the golden, the all hallowed golden circle, we had to walk through the normal bit. Oh. I'm calling mm. it the tin circle. But that's good. <laughs> what, what did you imagine? That you would be come down on a rope ladder into the golden circle? Some sort of copter, maybe. Oh, okay. But um, there, were, there was a lot of black tour T-shirt. Where wasn't there, Daisy? Oh, Everywhere. You, you really it was our demographic. It was all our demographic there. Yeah, in full glory. But I'll tell you who we did meet. Vorders. Carol Vorderman. Oh. She was in the golden absolute circle. Was she? Really? Yeah. She, bodycon dress, high heels at the gig. Blimey. We talked about you, Frank. Oh, yeah. We did, yeah. I said, oh, she said, oh, I love Frank. I love Frank. And then we discussed that you'd be neighbours. Yes. And I might have said, it's not as bad as saying to Richard Branson you'd pay 200 grand to go into space, but I might have admitted that I used to use binoculars in your flat. To look yeah. at <laughs> I hope you emphasise it was you that used <laughs> Yes, I did. I did. I yes. promise I did. Yes. Maybe you shouldn't have told about that, but nevertheless. I I'm sorry about that. She, um, she could go to the police and... I know! Her. But she's wondering, I bet that's, that's a bit of a conundrum. Yeah. Right? She loves to dance, <laughs> Do you though. see what I... Yeah. She loves to dance, Frank. Even she, heels. She's yes. in the golden circle yeah. in a field. She's one of those people who've... Uh, they, they look better as they, with every day. Well, Her talking of which, ones. what about Mick and Ronnie? Mick, the thinness of the man. Yes. I mean, he got the clothes. There was a few bar mitzvah jackets going on I wasn't so sure about with the bling. 
but the thin, the leanness. No, they are. I remember the last time I saw the stones, it was Mick Jagger's hips. Because mm. you can lose weight, but mm. your hips yeah. are your hips. Yeah. But they are so tiny. narrow. Yeah, yeah. He's tiny oh, I bet he's made the last minute on many a lift. <laughs> 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 you know, when you look at it, you think, oh, oh no way. Mm. He, I, honestly, he should grow whiskers like a cat. <laughs> to judges, um, Do you know what I liked? Keith, who is my favourite now? Who's your favourite stone? Well, I used to try and... It's interesting, because I was in a band when I was at uh, school and, and beyond where we basically were the Rolling Stones. We just tried to be them. We just did Rolling Stones songs. Mm. And we were a tribute band before there were tribute bands, I think. Mm -hmm. And I was the lead singer, so I used to be very... Um, I used to sing like Mick, but really I wanted to look like Keith. I remember I I didn't wash my hair for two weeks to try and get the look. And, and someone said to me, your hair? And I thought they were going to say, it looks just like Keith. They said it's got like, quite a bit of blanket in it. <laughs> <laughs> this was in the days before the duvet, when bits of like, nylon used to come off the blankets. Uh -huh. And it was all in, so I, I, oh, right. I gave him blanket head. Do you know what I liked about Keith? Siggies throughout the entire gig. Siggies. Really? One Siggy, because you see it all close up on the screen. One Siggy. You know when there's a residue, a column of ash? hasn't even flicked it. Mm. He had about four of those in a row. Well, how, he does he get um, on, how does he get on with indoor gigs, then, if he smokes on He has stage? to go for breaks. Does he? Mm. I've just made that up, but I okay. think that's what happens. I think they're allowed, aren't they, if, it's, if they're on the stage. I think the theatrical oh. presentation is allowed. Is that right? I think it's like a play, isn't it? Mm. No. Plays are still allowed. I met oh, a friend that's of the, that's the legal ruling. I mean, I, I met a friend like of orders, Conchetti. He was guest relations at the Dorchester. He was lost there me. a lot of celebs there. Well, there was orders, Kate and Moss. there was me. Was Kate Moss there? And the Rolling Stones were there. Yeah, no, there were Remember celebs. Who do you want? So there was no Kate Moss. What's going on about Kate Moss? <laughs> Rolling Stone gathers. Nobody. Oh, oh fine. No, I think that was good because it came up on our blind side. I mean, you know when you're on the motorway and you think I'm pulling blind. out and suddenly you're like, <laughs> <laughs> what, that, that happens to me about five times a journey. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. I know we said we'd, ha we'd had enough of the Muppets mm. this morning. Well, no, hold on, we never said we'd had enough of the Muppets. OK, no. I was hoping you know I'll get I mean. a gig in that as well. Yeah. <laughs> it must be in one of those Muppet films. To introduce our guest star, that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> that's rather good, Very right. good. Phil has emailed us. We're big Womble fans in my house. Oh. <laughs> Wimbledon people. That's the end of that email. No, it's not. But we still say things like, don't be such a stupid Womble to each other. Just right. because the Muppets are a revered institution doesn't mean we can't use them in a demeaning way. That's what people have said about me. <laughs> OK, I stand uh, reprimanded. Mm. Meanwhile, back in the Golden Circle, yeah. with me, Ugh. Daisy, and Vorders. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Was it just you three? Yeah, just us and. <laughs> Sounds like the opening scene of Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> you three sit in a Golden Circle of Yuri in a, in a parky waist. No, there were some nice men. Men would come up to you. I say come up to me. They're all checking out Daisy. Obviously, she's attached, so she rebuffed okay. their advances. I imagine that Carol must... Uh... All I got was was Conchetti, <laughs> the head of guest relations in the Dorchester. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he went, I love you, I love you. Um, so it was fine. We had to, It was tricky getting out, 
because it got it got a bit bun fighty. We had to lead orders by the hand out of the venue. Um, what? She was scrapping. I, no, no, she's a lady. She wouldn't do that. But I did get to share a cab with Adrian Hyatt, our newsreader, oh. and uh, Andrew Bailey, head of news. Well, it was a it was an absolute. Uh, <laughs> Extravaganza. <laughs> Sounds like you got home very well informed. But, yeah. it, it's a bit of a, a stark contrast with the, the earlier story of the tennis party. No, dis, no disrespect. To. I, um, I, have I ever told you before that I, um, I won a Radio 1 roadshow um, Mick Jagger impersonating contest shut up Eastbourne. No. you did not I did I, and I won uh, an album by Jigsaw do you remember Jigsaw the band hi hi touch the sky I think that was there talk us through your impersonation if it's possible so well, close the usual, you know it, well, I, well I had on what I had I hadn't dressed for well, I didn't put a costume on well I didn't know there was going to be a Mick Jagger in, impersonating you did then you, you know, already won, had it in your locker I've won, your... I, in pers- I won that and I well, got no, my hang on don't just say won that what happened to get I you on to, stage I had to mime to satisfaction oh, so it's very hands on the hips how did you know you could do it beforehand because I'd been doing it for years oh. we all parlour game and I once uh, I went on stage at Samantha's in Birmingham a nightclub for a John Wayne impersonation thing and I and I did the you know get on your horse and all that stuff uh-huh. and I won it and the bloke who came second got up um, dropped his trousers and said Birmingham City <laughs> champions of Europe <laughs> <laughs> that was his uh, John Wayne impression <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that it's one of the earlier movies <laughs> Okay, I think um, we've had a text here that finishes problem solved, so we might be able to put this whole thing to bed now. Okay. Uh, It says, he meant symbol, C-Y-M-B-A-L, he meant symbol because it is the annoying high-frequency noises you hear when someone else is wearing headphones. Problem solved. When someone's next to you, that... Mm. Is this Morse code? No, but that that is what you hear. I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can. You, actually, you don't hear that. Forget no, I like that. that. But you, do, you know, you, you hear... Mm-hmm. Unless you sit next to a, a bodgery girl. <laughs> and then you get... To be honest, they shouldn't be on the quiet coach anyway. No, they? they shouldn't. They're unreliable. Mm-hmm. And as far as silence is concerned. We've had a few more communications. I think that's right. I think that's probably... He did mean... Uh, it's misspelt symbol. Mm. Uh, Where Spicer has tweeted us... When asked about my ideal dinner party lineup, I simply say Frank and the team. That's it. Isn't that lovely? Nice. You can keep your Elvis and Jesus. <laughs> Less lovely. <laughs> I mean, you're big fans of their work. Yeah, well, I am. I'm massive fans of their Those work. Two, yeah, thanks to um, idols. I have to say their eating habits were very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, hello, Frank Eminel. And I'm- I also, I hate wine, if you know. And, uh, oh, so you and Jesus, yeah. Emily wouldn't enjoy the bread, so it'd just be me having wine and, <laughs> wine and fish sandwiches. So I'd, yeah. I'd quite enjoy that. Yeah. Sounds good, I'm in. Do you like uh, a glass of wine with a meal? <laughs> I like a bottle of wine with a meal. <laughs> I'll tell you what I like to do is curl up on the sofa with a good DVD and a glass of red wine. I actually do like that. That's oh, not that bad. Dating That's websites. a nice evening. That's what men say on dating websites. Is it? Because they want to make themselves sound cosy and approachable. Oh, and like they're not I never curl up. They always curl up on a sofa with a good bottle of wine. Who curls oh, up? Put that. 
Men no. on dating websites. Yeah, and Cumberland sausages. That's <laughs> it. That's the only people who curl up. They don't put that on the dating website. Hello, Frank Evan Nicky Clark, he probably curls up. Who? Nicky, Nicky Clark. Clark. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Just wondering if Frank knows. I've heard that when she gets angry, Lynn folds wood. Oh. Uh, yeah. Fold, yes. Folds wood. If I wasn't an avid reader, then I'd say great show, but I won't. No, don't. Anyway, nevertheless, that is all. No, John, we did, we did John in Devon. We let a bit. We let a bit of uh, little price through, but never again. Um, yes, never again. Also, um, never say never. Do you know Kim Sears? No, but thanks for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> she was wearing uh, Victoria Beckham. I noticed. Did you see that? The green, the mint she? green. I don't know if oh, you saw that, that over Beckham? Gavin Henson's peck, but she was wearing a mint green VB dress. And Victoria was there. Yes, because she's also repped by Simon Fuller. Yes. Oh, it's a whole world yeah. going on there. Mm-hmm. But that, but Rooney sat in front. They didn't seem to be chatting, uh, Posh and Rooney and Colleen. Well, I thought Colleen and Wayne, they stood out a bit. It wasn't oh. their... It wasn't their scene. It's a bit competition winners. Well, they brought some Nandos with them as well, I reckon. Oh, <laughs> oh. I believed that. <laughs> I thought, I, say, I thought Victoria looked very, uh, mm-hmm. very smart. I didn't take in the celebrities because I was watching it with my little boy who's nearly six and it's quite difficult to explain tennis to somebody under the age of six because there's so much confusion when you say, OK, uh, in this, when you've got no points, it's not called no points, no. it's called love. Yeah. He's like love, and <laughs> and then when they're level, it's juice. Because he's love like, juice. is like a yeah, magical. Yeah. Fl- where's my cream jacket? Love is like a magical flower, Emmanuel. <laughs> it's a lot. It's very difficult to explain tennis to the the, the juniors. You know, I don't know how they pick it up when they're kids. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Remember that. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Uh, I have a son. Uh, bars as, as, as some of you will know and uh, he has um, he's about he's coming up for 14 months now mm. and he's recently discovered dancing oh, I mean in quite a big way oh does he love it he he's a he's got he's got really a bit of a Mick Jagger and I can't dance but he, he yeah you should see his moves he, he dances to my um biscuit barrel oh which is, uh, I know that's not orthodox, but when you open my my biscuit barrel is a, is a hip hop character, oh, and when you lift the um, the head, when you raise the head on it, he goes. Well, I'll tell you how he goes. He goes. Um, he goes. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see. Yes, yeah, chop a chip. Oatmeal, peanut butter too. I'm the cookie rapper. I'm a rapping for you. And then he says, I'm not sure about this bit. Don't stand there lazy, looking like a bookie, reaching and have yourself a cookie. And I think, well, a, a, bookie. a, a bookie's known for their um, laziness. A bookmaker. Or just after a rhyme, Mr Cookie Rapper. Mm. But anyway, I open... So when I open it for a biscuit, Buzz dances to it. Does he? He dances to everything. He dances to me playing the ukulele. If the phone goes, he dances to that. Mm. You have got house music as a ringtone, though, haven't you? So I have, yeah. That makes sense. High energy. Yeah. <laughs> It was What's a strange phase I went is he, is he hip-based, little shuffle? He does a, a lot of... Uh, I mean, he can't stand up. No. So it, it's all from the... Well, nor could you for many years. No, it's it's sort of uh, Jesse <laughs> J. You know Jesse oh, J sitting down dancing? Yes, oh, I yeah. like that. But um, quite a lot of... He could still do Big Fish, Little Fish cardboard box, though, couldn't he? <laughs> yes. 
He could do I'll that. I'll teach him the moves. He's, yeah. uh, it's 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 fun to watch, but uh, well, I, I like him. Well, you like it, but I read there was another dancing story because did you read about Mark Harper, who I believe is the immigration minister? Daily Mail readers will be familiar with his work. <laughs> yeah, from <laughs> or lack of it. T- turning up the symbols on the on the volume as they, as, they, as we speak. Oh yes, he went um, not dancing on the ceiling. Oh, I, know, I, know, I know this Do story. You know this? He, he was in a crate. Yeah, yeah. He was dancing on a table in a, a London night spot. Yeah, that's an incredible thing for an MP to do. Isn't and he it? fell off. He came a Roy Cropper. He I fell say, off. I would say, if you're a Tory MP, the words you don't want in a story about you are Soho and table and dancing. <laughs> I would say, <laughs> try and avoid those three. Also, uh, women fine, but men. Yeah, men dancing Slippy on socks and oh. crease shirts. Oh, do you think he took his shoes off? Yeah, dear? I bet he had the little socks on, like the dog in socks. Oh, that's... Uh, <laughs> oh. What dog in socks? Well, I always think when men have small feet, it looks like a dog in socks. Oh, <laughs> the little paws. I thought you meant he was wearing his dog in socks. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, can we say that we have no evidence that... Um, what's he called? He's the MP for the... Mark Harper. Mark Harper. MP for the forest. There's no D. proof that he has dogging socks. Is that what you want us to say? I thought Emily got rid of the forest of Dean. <laughs> um, it, it was, I, what was he thinking of to do that? Well, it was his wife's... Was it his wife's leaving do? Oh. Maybe she was leaving him. Nice person to have a party for it. Yeah, she said, look, I brought you out to tell you I'm leaving you. And uh, he actually got on the table and started dancing. <laughs> Very insensitive. Oh. But it's, it's a story. It wasn't a big story, really, though, was no. it? You'd, you'd think it'd be a career threat now. Even I, who's... I'm attention-seeking to the point of it being what? a bit of a syndrome. No, no, I won't have that same. Yes, but even I have never danced on a table. Really? Plant You've pot is the song. most I've done. You've danced really? on a plant in pot? In a plant pot. I've it was a very a large, like an urn. Were you in Bill and Ben as a child? <laughs> you did no. do a lot of child performing. I did, you? but I wasn't in that. I was in a nightclub in Greece, and I wanted to impress a Greek goth with a Cure t-shirt, and okay. I just... so I got a Greek god, and you're mispronouncing it? <laughs> It's a uh, Greek goth. Yeah, it's a Chris Eubank uh, story. <laughs> ah, he also likes Matt, Matt and Luke goth quite a lot. I've, uh, I've danced on a chair. I say I've danced on a chair. I changed the light bulb with wet hands. That's, that's oh, the nearest no. I've gone to dancing on a chair. And how many um, cockerels does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, uh, not only have we had the first male Wimbledon champion in 77 years this week, <laughs> there's also been a news story that the uh, Railway Children, as a film, has attracted its first ever complaint after uh, 40-something years, I think it is. Mm. 40 years. Apparently families have gathered to watch movie classic The Railway Children and now the ratings body, the BBFC, British Board of Film Classification... Thanks. I think one of them went wrong on my car as well, um, has received its first complaint about it, saying that it might um, encourage children to go and play on railway lines. I know it's bad to laugh, but it does seem a bit preposterous. Well, does it? Because I, I read this and I thought, actually, that's not a bad point. Did you? Yeah, because they, no, they, rescind- they, they well, do really hang around on the railway lines, don't they? Mm-hmm. They do, but it, it's too retro. I'm sorry, you can't go back that far to complain. Oh, well, I'm happy. Are you? Yeah, I, I think I would complain... Out. The only other film, Wizard of Oz, I would complain about, even as it always <laughs> bothered me, 
that no, honestly, this is a serious point. When they go to on en route to Oz, they go through poppy fields and they lie down in them. Right. And obviously it's the narcotics reference, which I think uh, is really inappropriate. The scarecrow was he was strung out. <laughs> strung was, out. <laughs> I have never been on the strung out. The scarecrow was strung out. Ah. Uh. I don't think I got that reference. Did you not? So if it was oh, my parents told me. Maybe other people's parents <laughs> didn't tell them that. Well, it's not too late to complain, apparently. If it was shown, I would probably complain now. I mm. like the idea that they got the complaint and that the people at the BBFC, whose job it is to watch, presumably, all kinds of terrible films, mm. all went, oh, this is a good one, let's make an <laughs> afternoon of it. And they, they just sat on a couch to re-watch the railway. They must have had to re-watch it, do you think? Um, I suppose so, to they, check. Do you to think check they curled up like a Cumberland sausage and rewatched BBFC? I don't think you curl up for the railway. I don't see why <laughs> people... with a glass of wine. But, <laughs> but I don't see why people shouldn't be able to... Because kids still watch it, so yeah. why not? Kids still watch E.T. But I seem to remember there's a point in that where someone goes to a tool shed and some character in there says, oh, I'm an alien, and they take him into their house. Mm. I, I wouldn't recommend that to people, would you? No. Children shouldn't go in tool sheds. If a man, children, if a man says, I'm an alien, and he's hiding in your tool shed, <laughs> don't take him into your no, sister's bedroom. That's probably. I think we're into a, another area of uh, <laughs> people complaining about things that happened a long time ago. <laughs> anyway, um... I I would complain if I've got a complaint from the past. Oh, I yeah. I would be Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think slightly impaired my enjoyment of the first Doctor Who episode. Really? How, how so? Well, he, he shot President Kennedy um, the day before oh. the first Doctor Who episode, and I remember in our house we were still a bit hangdog because mm-hmm. oh. Kennedy was a Catholic president. We had you know, we felt we had someone in there, a representative. And, yeah, it was quite a lot of sadness in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember watching Doctor Who. I can Honestly, can you believe it? I can clearly remember watching Doctor Who. And I remember, mm. clearly remember the, the three news flashes the night before that announced the death of uh, President Kennedy. Mm. And uh, I just think I would have liked that uh, first Doctor Who more. It's even worse. Some people are so selfish. They, see, they, they, they shoot these people. They don't <laughs> think about the implications for people that aren't even around. Do you know what I mean? They're so... Yeah. Oh. It was worse in the 80s and early 90s when you set the video for something and then there was a big news story and it meant that you didn't record what you were hoping to get. We don't have that with Sky Plus anymore, do we? Or whatever. No. Provider you've got. No, <laughs> so I've often said I miss missing stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, Ronnie would... He's got caught. He was terrified by Wurzel Gomic. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Thank you so much for listening. We love you all. Now get out. Absolute, absolute, absolute. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.